Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot, I want to welcome my audience to episode number 138 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I'm back here with another episode, man. It's been a little while since I dropped the episode, maybe about a week and a half, but the last time I did have an episode, I had two very special guests and two people I love to collaborate with, and that is the lovely Miss Tykera Carter, and that is my brother, Mr. Xavier Wary. We talked about the NBA being back. We also talked about the WNBA being back, and we just we just talked about a lot of stuff, man. We talked about awards. We talked just the overall excitement of having basketball back. That's the main thing we talked about. So if you guys didn't miss that, and you guys do want to, you know, catch up, uh, make sure you go check that out, man. I really really appreciate it. And also go check out their work, man. Go check out the Life After featuring Tykira Carter. Um, go check out the other side, Xavier Wary's podcast. Great, great people, young and black, and we're all like-minded, and I love collaborating with them. So if you missed episode number 137, please go tap in with them and show some love, man. But we have a lot of stuff to talk about, man. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the NBA, the world of sports in general, and I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so it, it's about that time, man. Yesterday, I just said, Man, I got to do a mailbag. I said, I have to do an episode. So a couple of topics, man. I just want to talk about the bubble. So the bubble as a whole, I've been very, very impressed and I've been pleased with it. And it's just been it's just been great, man. Everybody's staying safe. And that's what I love about the NBA bubble, because it's isolated. And here's why I may have my doubts about football, because it's not isolated. The NBA and the WNBA, they're in a bubble. Everybody's on the same page and everybody's getting daily testing and stuff like that. And no, and no positive cases have come up. And I love that, man. I love it. I just think it's so great. And it's a little weird, uh, but I love the virtual fans. I love how, you know, they're still including fans and they can watch and just little, little stuff, man. I love it, man. So I've been very pleased with the product and I've just been happy that the NBA is back. Um, but we got some stuff to talk about, man. We got a few topics uh, over the weekend. The finalists for every award came out and I just want to read over the names and just talk about it a little bit. So the finalists for the Kia NBA Most Valuable Player include Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks, of course, James Harden. Wait, is this this year? Oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping. Oh, this is this year. I'm tripping. James Harden. Wow. LeBron. See, that, that's crazy. I don't even think. That uh, James Harden should be MVP candidate. That's crazy. Uh, with LeBron, and those are the three MVP candidates. I talked about it. Me, Tykira, and Xavier talked about it. And that's another reason why I want you guys to check the episode out. They had a really, really good debate. And the debate uh, came with Xavier choosing Giannis and Tykira choosing LeBron. And what I pretty much said about it was... I, heard, I, felt, I felt where Xavier was coming from. He said Giannis is having a better season than he had last year, and he won MVP last year, and that's cool. Takira said LeBron deserves it. He's in year 17. He's playing point guard, new coach, um, pretty much new roster. The Lakers roster is pretty much new with the exception of Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, and KCP. That The roster is pretty much brand new. So, and I think JaVale was on the roster last year, but the and Ronda, but the majority of the roster is new. So I see your point on that. 
And I pretty much wanted them to go back and forth between each other. They had a really healthy debate. And I think the NBA MVP award is so narrative driven that LeBron James will probably win the award just simply because it's all about the better story. So I think LeBron probably will win the award just because it's it's all about great story. You know what I'm saying? So those are my quick thoughts on the MVP and the finalists. Next award, Rookie of the Year. The finalists are John Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies, Kendrick Nunn of the Miami Heat, and of course, Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, my thoughts on that award, I think John Morant should win it. He's been good all season up until this point. Um, the Grizzlies still hold the AC. They're holding on for their life, but they still have the AC. And I think Memphis, excuse me, is a team we kind of wrote off. But I didn't think John, I didn't think John Moran would have this much of an impact, at least this season. I just just didn't really see it. Um, but he's been stellar, man. He's been absolutely great. Kendrick Nunn from the Miami Heat is a guy who burst onto the scene, man. I didn't really, I didn't know who this guy was until you know he started to burst onto the scene. I had no idea who Kendrick Nunn was, knew nothing about him, but he's been a great story from the Miami Heat. And also shout out to Tyler Hero, um, who's also been a really, really good rookie. I, I like him a lot. I love his game. Zion is the last finalist for the rookie of the year. And I feel like if he played, you know, more games, he would definitely win the award. Um, but th those are my quick thoughts on the rookie of the year finalists. See, my aunt had a question. I'm going to talk about Damian Lillard's comments and Paul George in a second. I'm going to get into that in a minute. That is definitely on tap for tonight. That is actually my second topic. So I will be there real soon. The finalists for the Kia NBA Defensive Player of the Year awards include Giannis, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert, who's already won the award twice. Um, I think I think Giannis or Anthony Davis could win the award. I I am a little biased about it. I think Anthony Davis should win it just because the whole dynamic of the Lakers defense has changed. Um, they're playing for each other. They haven't looked so great on the offensive side of the ball, especially in these bubble games, but their defense has been pretty, pretty good for the most part. So I think Anthony Davis has pretty much shifted that for the Lakers. And also it's kind of crazy. A guy like Anthony Davis has never won the award before. And he's been such a great defensive anchor pretty much since he came into the league. He was a, a very great defensive player at Kentucky, but he never won the award. And Giannis, he's been great. Um, help defender on ball. You know, he's he's been good. He's been absolutely great. Uh, next, the Kia NBA Six Man Award. Um, we have three finalists for this one as well. Two from the Los Angeles Clippers, including Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, and Lou Williams. I think it's kind of crazy. They can almost, they, they might name the uh, Six Man of the Year Award after Lou Williams, um, after his career is all said and done. Uh, Lou Williams has been balling just nonstop. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I like him. I like what he's done this year, man. Coming off the bench um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, then Chris Paul's backup. And I actually said on my last episode, I think he should win the award. But I wouldn't be mad if Montrez or Lou won it. You know, Lou has won it multiple times. Uh, Montrez is a big piece of the Clippers. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, either of the three won the award, honestly. Um, for the Kia NBA Most Improved Player Award, our three finalists are Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat, Luka Dantich, Dallas Mavericks, and Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. My thoughts on this award is I think I think Brandon Ingram should get it. And 
we started to see flashes of the potential that he showed when he was with the Lakers, but he really burst onto the scene, was a first-time All-Star this year, as well as Bam, as well as Luka. But Brandon Ingram is just, I don't know, man. I always knew he had that ability in him, but he's, you know, he's put it all on display, man, this year. Uh, like I said, first-time All-Star and just been really, really good, man. So shout-out to B.I. And Luka Dante has also been great this year. The Mavericks uh, will make the playoffs. He's pretty much upped his numbers uh, from his rookie season, so he's been great. And Bam Adebayo, he's been a very pleasant story for the Miami Heat, part of the reason that they're in the position they're in. Uh, for Coach of the Year, the three finalists include Mike Budenholzer of the Milwaukee Bucks, Billy Donovan of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors. This award is, a again, I feel the same way I feel about the past two awards that I just talked about. Coach of the Year is a good one, man. You got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, with the best record in the league, Mike Budahoser could win that award um, for the third time. You got Billy Donovan, coach of the Thunder, a team that was pretty much written off by everybody, man. And they're going to make the playoffs. And then you got Nick Nurse, a team who, or a coach who won a championship with Kawhi Leonard. But, you know, he departed to the Clippers, as everyone knows. And they haven't really missed a beat. Uh, they're second in the East. They've been great. So... I think Nick Nurse, I would like to see Nick Nurse win it. I'm going to just say that. Uh, shout out to everybody tuning in. I see my man Dwayne checked in. I see Wayne checked in. I see Harold just tuned in. So how y'all doing, fellas? Appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, we got to get into our next topic. And I want to talk about Dane versus PG, man. It's been a lot of talk, man. What was that, on Saturday? Yeah, so on Saturday, uh, for the people who don't know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows how it started. Um, but I'm just going to talk about it real quick. Uh, the Clippers played the Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard missed two free throws, man. He shoots like 89% from the free throw line, and he ended up missing two free throws. And Patrick Beverly is on the sideline trolling him, saying it's Dame time and laughing him out pretty much. And he gets, Damian Lillard gets asked about it after the game, and he's saying, look, I sent Patrick Beverly home in the playoffs. I just sent Paul George home in the playoffs last year. And Bleacher Report, they quoted it and they put it on Bleacher Report. And Paul George hopped into the comments and said, you know, I'm going to send you home this year. And Damian Lillard uh, responded back and said, you keep switching you keep switching teams. And he called him a chump. And then uh, Patrick Beverly chimed in and said, uh, Damian Lillard's going to be going to Cancun. And... It was just a mess, man. You even had Damian Lillard's sister going at Paul George's uh, fiance. It was it was a mess, man. It, it got messy. Um, but a lot of people have been talking about it, man. Who's the better player? I think Paul George is the most talented player. Well, he's the more talented player. But Damian Lillard, man, I just can't deny um, what he's done scoring 52 yesterday, man. He... Paul George should be the best player, but Damian Lillard is just a better player between the two, man. He... He literally puts on for the Trailblazers, man. He he backs up everything he says pretty much. And shout out to Dame, man. Shout out to Dame, man. He's about everything he says. Uh, next topic, I want to talk about what's wrong with the Lakers. And I didn't really have too much to say on the Dame versus PG, man. It's just it's just all competitive, man. It's a bunch of it's all testosterone in the bubble for for real. You know these guys can't go home to their wife, their kids, so. I mean, you lose a game, you're mad. You got to go back to your room. That's that's all it's going to be. 
Uh, but moving on to the next topic is what's wrong with the Lakers? And I know a lot of people are concerned that they clinched number one seed in the West last week um, with their victory over the Jazz. And but they've they've dropped some games, man. They lost to the Raptors. The other day they lost to the Pacers. They have a game tonight against the Nuggets, which they could lose. And it is it's definitely, you know, raised some eyebrows and, you know, has some question marks. I mean, I do have some concerns simply because I think Anthony Davis and LeBron could both turn it on. But I don't know about the rest of the guys, man. I don't know who's going to be the consistent third guy. Will it be Kyle Kuzma? Danny Green has shot awful this in this, in this bubble, man. He's been terrible. Um they haven't really got the rotations right. I, I don't know who's going to be playing. Everybody on the team has played in the bubble. I don't know, man. Usually in the playoffs, you know, your rotation is cut down to eight, nine, ten at the most. But usually like eight, nine guys are playing in the playoffs. And I, it's just a bunch of question marks. I don't know. They seem to be on cruise control since they locked up the number one seed. I think they should be resting, but they are playing tonight. I guess they're trying to figure out Who's going to play when the playoffs come? So it definitely is some reason to be concerned, to be scared. But I'm not I'm not too concerned, man. I would like to see who they would get in the first round. Um, will it be uh, Portland, who the Clippers want them to play? Um, you know, there's been discussions about that. There are rumors about that, you know, saying that the Clippers actually the other day, they were trying to lose that game on purpose to Portland. They want the Lakers to meet Portland in the first round. And a lot of people are just saying different stuff, but I don't I don't think Portland's gonna beat the Lakers. I just can't see it. I, I really just can't see it. I can't picture it. And that's not even just me being biased. And somebody brought up a great point, man. If Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis swept Dame and CJ, you know, I mean, this is obviously a different team. You got Carmelo Anthony here, you got Gary Trent Jr. who's been a great player. Um, for Portland in this bubble. He's been lights out. Um, they got their whole team back, Nurkic, Zach Collins, those guys who were banged up. Um, but I think if the Lakers were to play the Trailblazers in the first round, be an instant six-game series. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not too concerned, man. But overall, I think the Lakers would be just fine. Um, let's move on. Um, we got TJ Warren, who's been balling out in the bubble. Been balling out in the bubble. I see we got a statement. Stranger things have been known to happen, but I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I, ca I can't bet against LeBron James in the playoffs. When is, when is the last time LeBron has lost in the first round of the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? I get it. Damian Lillard is a great player, but when it matters most, playoff LeBron is who I'm putting my money on. And I, I don't got my money on an eight seed. who's really more like a four or five seed to beat the Lakers. I'm not even. I'm not being biased. I'm. I'm just. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. The Lakers will have. Two of the three best players in the series. You got LeBron, AD, then you got Dame, then you got CJ. But I'm I'm confident if the Lakers were to play the Blazers, the series would be over in six part of my words. Uh so next next um topic, we got TJ Warren. He's been killing it in the bubble, man. TJ Warren has been averaging 34 points, shooting 60% from the field, 55% on threes. He's been killing. He's been killing, man. He's been filling up for the Pacers. Had a big game against the Lakers the other day. Uh, pretty much had a big game versus everybody he played, except for one team. He had like 16 against Phoenix. He only had 16, but that game was a blowout. But 
for the most part, man, TJ Warren has been filling it up, man, and he gonna get paid soon, man. When you when you're able to play like this and at a high level, that's what I love about the bubble, man. It's it's putting the shot creators on display. He's a shot creator, and he's been killing it. So I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but I definitely wanted to acknowledge that TJ Warren is a bucket, and he's been a bucket even since he was at NC State, man. I think it's just crazy because he was traded. He was a guy that was traded from the Suns to the Pacers for cash consideration. So that's pretty funny, man. But shout out to TJ Warren, man, who's been balling. Next topic, another surprise. Surprise, surprise. We got the Phoenix Suns, who are 6-0 in the bubble. 6-0. This is Devin Booker's first four-game win streak, first five-game win streak, first six-game win streak of his career. They just played earlier. They beat the Thunder who did arrest some players, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, and Steven Adams all didn't play. Um, I see I got some more people that just came through, though, man. How y'all doing? Um, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into Darius Geist. That's another topic that I have left um, on the docket. Um, but 6-0 in the bubble for the Phoenix Suns. They've been playing really, really great. Um, Devin Booker hit a crazy shot over Paul George. Um, I thought that was funny. A lot of people thought that was funny. Trolling Paul George. Um, they've been they've been they've been balling, man. They've been balling. They put themselves in position to possibly make the playoffs, man. They're only a game back out of the AC, and this should definitely come down to the wire, man. I'm I'm excited. And shout out to Devin Booker, man, who's been balling for a minute. He's been doing this, and I'm I'm more so surprised because Kelly Oubre is the third best player on Phoenix. And he's injured right now. Um, he is going to play at some point. I think he was doubtful for the next game. But if they do get one of those playing games, I expect him to be in it. Um, but they've been playing good. Coach Monty Williams, a coach that I really, really like, has got them playing at a really high level. So shout out to Phoenix, man. 6-0 in the bubble. That's that's no small feat at all, man. Shout out to them. Uh, next topic is Ben Simmons expected to miss the rest of the season. Partially dislocated his kneecap, and that's a big blow for the Sixers. I do view the East, do view the East as wide open, and it's very much wide open. It's very much wide open. You got the Celtics who are playing good. You got the Raptors. You got the Bucks, of course. The Miami Heat, um, who will play really good against the Bucks. Um, Pacers are a good team. I don't think they're going to come out of the East, but they're they're good. They got a good bunch, and then you also have. Like I said, man, you have the Sixers who who probably thought they had a shot as well, man, but, but they lost Ben Simmons. Um, they have a nice team, though. You know, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris. They have a number of players, a number of, you know, good players, um, but they lose Ben Simmons, man, a guy who, you know, you have your criticism about him. You know, he hasn't really improved his shot, but he's still a good player. Still a good player. And, I, and and a great question, Jalen. I could see, I could see one of them getting traded, man. I could see it because if it, it, it I, I think it depends on what happens going forward in the playoffs. So if the Sixers say they have, say they win a series or two, or if they win a, if they win one, you know, and they might get matched up against like the Celtics. But say they beat the Celtics without Ben Simmons. Let's just say, I'm just, I just want to play devil's advocate. They're gonna think that they can. They don't need Ben Simmons anymore. So I think it's contingent on what happens in the postseason or what they might do. Um, but 
Well, I think I think they would be open to moving Ben Simmons if they won a series without him. I don't think that's out of the realm. Uh, but Ben Simmons is expected to miss the rest of the season. Tough blow for the Sixers. Moving on, and this is my next to last topic. Um, we got Darius Geis released by the Washington football team. He was released after um, he was arrested on domestic violence, strangulation, and you know, there was multiple there was multiple instances of domestic violence. Um, they said he choked his girlfriend out and all types of stuff, man. And I thought it was great that the um, Washington football team, they wasted no time to to release him. They changing the culture. Ron Rivera wants to change the culture. And I just wanted to mention a few players that you know, have hampered the Redskins in some way, whether it's injury or whether it's character concerns. They've, they've gotten rid of them all. Quentin Dunbar. He kind of didn't want to be around. Trent Williams, he didn't want to be around. Chris Thompson was always hurt, productive, but on the field, he's gone. Colt McCoy, um, he was a nice backup, but he was always hurt. Who else? They've gotten rid of these guys. Darius Geist just got rid of them, man. You can't, and I love it. I love what Ron Rivera's doing. He's creating the culture, man, and it's, it's good to see. And Monte Nicholson, another guy who had off the field issues and on and on the field and getting hurt too. So Jordan Reed as well, a guy who couldn't stay healthy. The culture has definitely shifted. If they're not available, if they don't want to be around, Ron Rivera's not gonna have them. If they're having character issues, Ron Rivera doesn't want to have them. So I think it's cool that I think it's cool and I think it's great that if you want to instill a culture, you have to. You have to just do it. You have to do it. And Ron Rivera has taken a very no-nonsense approach. And the Redskins really couldn't risk a PR hit if they were to keep Geist because, you know, the Washington Post article came out last month um, about the scandals and stuff like that, how women were, you know, um, being sexually harassed. They couldn't take another PR hit. That hit and then domestic violence, they couldn't afford that. And then there was another rumor that Darius Geist had injured his knee again. So... He's damaged goods at this point, man. It kind of sucks because he definitely showed some flashes, especially in the Carolina game last season. Ironically, that was Ron Rivera's last game. But it just sucks. It's just unfortunate. And another thing that's unfortunate is that domestic violence for NFL players, is it, it seems to, it's like it's the norm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're not surprised when we hear it. It's just, it's just, it's kind of sad, man. Ruben Foster, we heard about him. He seems to be getting his act together, man. I'm excited for what he can do. Uh, you also got Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt, Greg Hardy, even going back, Ray McDonald, all of those guys, Ezekiel Elliott. It just seems that that stuff has become the new norm, and which is very, very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Uh, but shout out to Ron Rivera, man, for changing the culture. I love it. I love it. B. Jones will see drop something in. Uh, college football seems like it won't happen. What do you think this means for the NFL? Um, well, you do got more teams in college football. A lot more teams. But me and you have talked about this off the air. I'm not as optimistic as I once was. And that's great that you brought it up. The NFL regular season is slated to start in an exact month from tonight, September the 10th. And I don't know if we're going to have a season. I really don't know. 
I talked about the bubble, the WNBA and the NBA having a bubble, but the NFL, we won't have that. We've seen cases happening in baseball, and I think that's happening because players are traveling and stuff like that. And I just don't know. NFL, you have way, way more teams, way more players. I don't know if that's going to happen. I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, hey, Ty, how you doing? How you doing tonight, man? Appreciate you uh, chiming in. Appreciate you coming through. So, B. Jones, I, I don't know. I think the NFL is going to try it because it's all about the money. I think they're going to I think they're going to attempt it because, you know, there's no preseason. So I feel like that would be a, the real for, first attempt. But we got to see, man, are we going to have padded practices? Uh, it, it's all contention on that type of stuff, man. We just got to see. But as I said, I'm not so optimistic if we're going to have an NFL season. I, I just don't know. But I do think they're going to attempt it. But I just don't know, man. We have to see. Um, would they have released Geis if he was more productive for Washington? Um, I don't know. Because, because you have a new coach, number one. And I also heard that Darius Geis wasn't even on Ron Rivera's draft board when he was coming out of LSU. So, and they did have Christian McCaffrey already. So, but but he didn't. He wasn't on the board at all. Um, and you know, teams always like to draft players because of the value in certain spots in the draft. But I, so I think that's a bit telling. But if he was more productive, would they have kept him? I don't know because I don't know because Ron Rivera is trying to instill a new culture. So I don't know. I mean, we even saw the Chiefs release Kareem Hunt. When his video came out, and he was productive for the Chiefs, and he still got released. Darius Geis wasn't productive at all, but maybe if he was productive, maybe they keep him. So I'm, go I'm just, I'm just going to have to say I don't know just for the simple fact that it's it's variables involved. You know, you got a new coach who's trying to instill a culture. And so I think I, I, I will have to say no to answer your question just because uh, Ron Rivera is the new coach. And... I pretty much hit on everything, man. I just talked about how NFL is supposed to be a month away. Chiefs and the Texans are supposed to play. Don't know if that's going to happen. I hope so. But, I'm, again, I'm not as optimistic about the NFL coming back. I'm really not. It's just just doesn't seem safe. But I feel like they'll make an attempt just because it's too much money involved. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Jalen got another question. Thoughts on the NFL moving up the opt-out date to last Thursday instead of this Thursday? Oh, uh, I thought it was I thought it was interesting, man. And that's another thing, man. A lot of players are starting to opt out. Uh, New England Patriots have several players who opted out. Marquise Goodwin, um, newly acquired Eagles receiver, he's opted out. Um, Redskins, I mean, I'm sorry, Washington football team got a couple of players that opted out. So, I mean, I think it's great. They have to move. They kind of have to start moving fast at some point. So, it's, it's, I thought it was interesting, though, that they moved it up, man. I thought it was interesting. Got any more questions? Any more Any more things you guys got for me, man? Really appreciate you guys coming through. Um, how excited are you guys for the playoffs, man? I'm very, very excited. Should be interesting. Thoughts on college players wanting a players un union? I think I think they, they've always should have had one, honestly. Um, so you give the players a voice. I know I've seen Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields tweet saying we want a season. Um, but they should have a players union, man. I know these guys aren't getting paid and stuff like that, but for the elite players, I guess some or like you know 
seniors who are doing well. It should be a players union, some type of players union, man. You know, we have a student government and stuff like that in college and high school. So I don't see why you shouldn't have a players union in place. And, you know, you can vote on that, obviously. But I, I think they should have one, man. And I feel like it would be a long time coming, but they definitely should have one. Should have one. Um, great stuff. Great stuff, everybody. Um, if there's no more questions, man, I want to see. Would this hurt Trevor? I don't think I don't think it would hurt Trevor Lawrence draft stock. Him or Justin Fields. I don't think their draft stocks will get hurt at all. I don't, man, because they've been talking about Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick when he comes out uh, for the last for how long? Been saying it for a while now. I don't think it's going to hurt his stock at all. Justin Fields, no. Um, Trevor Lawrence has so much on tape that it won't hurt his stock at all. It's been so much on tape. Let's see. Will the Mavs break the Suns' streak? I know Philly won't. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What streak are you, what streak are you talking about? Are the Mavericks undefeated in the bubble? I don't think so. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Say I got a question for my man Slap. I know the big voted to cancel football, but with OSU being as good as they are, would they really want to miss out on money brought in with the college with the college football player potential? I don't college football playoff potential, my bad. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. And you know, the Big Ten is one of those huge conferences along with the SEC. Um they have a great team. Ohio State has a great team. They have a great quarterback. They have a bunch of good players um, still on the team. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. That's interesting, bro. And we're, we're going to see real soon what's really going to happen. We really are, man. I'm Again, I'm not optimistic about the NFL, so I'm definitely not optimistic about college football. I'm sure, you know, teams like Ohio State are going to push. Because, you know, you see Justin Fields talking. You see Trevor Lawrence talking to Clemson. You know, I think they're going to push for it. But I don't think we will have it. My guy Jayla has a question. Do you think the virus will affect the start of college basketball? Not really. Not, I don't. That's, that's, a, that's an instant question. Because there's no bubble for college basketball. But, I mean, you can play games with empty arenas. Just how, you know, the NBA is doing. Um, but it, it definitely could. The virus definitely could, man, because, you know, some more and more cases coming out by the day. More and more cases. So I think that's interesting. But, you know, basketball is, is so, so much smaller than football that I think they could, they could find a, I want to say a niche. They could find, you know, common ground to have a season for college basketball. That's interesting, man. That's a great question as well. Any more questions? Any more questions? I appreciate you guys, man. Appreciate you guys so much, man. So I want to thank everybody for listening. This episode number 138. We got another one. Actually, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I think I think for the smaller conferences, like I think for the MEAC, since it's not like a huge power conference, they, they can opt out and not have a season. I can definitely see that. It's the, it's the MEAC, though. Um, so I could definitely see it, but I think the question was more so geared to uh, the power, the power schools, all the big, all the big conferences. But you know, great stuff, great stuff. I see, I got one more. I'm not trying. Let me go. Howard just got a power five. I did see that. 
I did see they did get a transfer. I forgot from what school. I forgot from what school, but I did see this the other day. Um, I think I think it's gonna be a movement. I think it's gonna be a movement. Uh, can you tell me what school what school he transferred from? I did see it the other day, slap. But it's a movement, man. I think I, I kind of think it's a current fad, but I'm hoping that this becomes more sustainable. Purdue, thank you, thank you. I, I wanted to say Purdue, but I wasn't sure. Um, I don't think it's a fact. I, I do think it's a trend, but I'm hoping this trend stays sustainable. I'm hoping we get more players to go to HBCUs, not just in basketball, but football as well. But definitely in basketball is a sport where you can quickly change the culture. You know, you get some great recruits to basketball, they can go to the NCAA tournament and change things. It's that simple. Um, but I hope it's not just the current trend, and I do hope that there will be some, some some sustainability in this, excuse me, and it happens. Uh, but I'm going to wrap this thing up, man. I appreciate everybody. Appreciate all you guys for the continued love and support. This is episode number 138. I'm your guy, I'm your host, Mike Curry. I am signing out. Thanks, everybody. I love you guys. Peace.